<laughs> Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. All right. They are trying to now say the, uh, the fairness doctrine needs to be reinstituted because talk radio, talk radio listeners, we're just full of lies and we can't tell the difference between truth and fiction. That's what they say. Is any of that true? Oh, you're going to love the new poll that is out and you'll be the first to hear about it. Justin Haskins joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about Goldline. On May 4th, I told you about a great book called The Crisis Preparedness Handbook. Hopefully you were listening. If you weren't, it's okay because Goldline was listening. uh, And they want you as a customer and a listener to always be informed, as informed as possible. So Goldline went out, unbeknownst to me, and acquired copies of this book for you. And they'll be sending them to the first 75 people who listen to my program and acquire precious metals this week. New existing clients qualify, so don't wait. New and existing. It's Goldline. If you're thinking about, uh, you know, the state of the economy, if you're looking at... Uh, transitory hyperinflation and wondering, gee, I wonder what that does to the dollar. Gee, Wally, mom and dad are going to be awfully sore when they get home. Find out what you did to the dollar. First 75 qualifying orders placed this week will receive a free copy of the Crisis Preparedness Handbook shipped directly to you. Ask Goldline about their self-directed IRA specials, how they can help you get started today. Do it now. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them. 866-GOLDLINE. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. Our Constitution says government cannot take from us life, liberty, or property. But big government just took one giant step toward eliminating that right. President Biden is in full support of suspending COVID-19 patents. Intellectual property privately owned by pharmaceuticals. Whose property's next? Glenn exposes this alarming suspension of rights. Watch The Great American Reset of Property tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Justin Haskins is a good friend of the uh, program. He is the editorial director of the Heartland Institute, editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com, and uh, co-writer of uh, the uh, next book that is coming out, The Great Reset. Justin, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing so well, Glenn. So well. Yeah. Great to be with you. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to this is not going to go over well for those who think that everybody who listens to talk radio is a moron. Uh, you just did a a poll uh, and and wanted to find out you know who knows the news, who knows the the uh, general topics in the news who knows about the police shootings and climate change who knows what'd you find right so what we wanted to do was go beyond just looking at bias in the news media we all know that msnbc and cnn and you know uh, abc cbs nbc we all know that they're left-leaning outlets and that people who watch them probably have left-leaning opinions but what we wanted to know was how what do they understand about the facts not opinions related to important news stories and just how detached from reality are they because my suspicion was 
it's pretty darn detached. And so what we <laughs> right. did was we asked them a whole bunch of questions about media preferences. And then we asked them a bunch of questions, factual questions about things going on in the news. We asked them about the national debt. We asked them about police shootings, climate change questions, the proportion of the population that's uninsured uh, and or doesn't have health coverage. And then we were able to compare these two things to see if there is a difference. It's a very large poll, likely voters. And what we found was overwhelmingly uh, in the vast majority of questions that we asked, the people who um, watch NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, and MSNBC regularly, who identified it as their favorite network, were far more likely to get these questions about facts wrong, in some cases wildly wrong, compared to people who watch conservative media television, and especially people who get most of their news from talk radio. Talk radio was actually the, the audience that was most likely to get these questions right above and all other kinds of categories. But generally speaking, all conservative media way outperformed these liberal outlets. Mm. So tell me, did they, were, were there differences on climate change? Did they know the hot button issues for the left? Like, you know, who lacks insurance, health and care insurance, who, uh, you know, how warm is the temperature going to be in 2050? I mean, was there any question where they excelled? Uh, there were there were two questions where they did better than conservatives on average. And those questions were, in, in some ways, I think, it, kind of a mistake. Uh, one was uh, how many white people are shot, unarmed white people are fatally shot by police. They were more likely to get that right, but they were much more likely to get the question about unarmed African-Americans shot by, fatally shot by police wrong. And so the gap between whites and blacks, they were way, way off uh, to give people uh, an idea of, of just what we're talking about here. Eighty-one uh, percent of MSNBC viewers, 70 percent of CNN and more than 70 percent of the viewers of ABC, CBS and NBC said that there are at least fatal 50 fatal police shootings of unarmed African-Americans every year. That's at least double the real number, which is about 18, according to the Washington Post uh, uh, database. And then uh, a significant proportion dramatically overestimated the number of fatal police shootings of unarmed African-Americans. So one quarter of CNN viewers, for example, said there were at least 500 unarmed African-Americans killed every year by police. That's 5,000 over the course of a decade compared to well, less than 200. OK, so wouldn't that doesn't that make sense, though? I mean, you wouldn't think that this kind of coverage would go to something that affected 18 people there are more than 18 people that die in a swimming pool every year i mean it's it's really quite uh shocking when you actually know the numbers but if you don't know the numbers i mean i wouldn't be surprised if people would say a thousand people are killed because it's an epidemic it's it's happening everywhere right wouldn't you think that's exactly that's, no, that's exactly right. In fact, 10% of CNN's audience did think that there were a 1,000 African-Americans who were unarmed, killed every year by police. 10%. Wow. Yeah. And so what this shows, beyond any doubt, 
is that coverage that these people are getting. Because when we asked conservatives, they were getting these questions right at a much, much higher rate. So what it shows is that... Give me the talk radio listeners. What did did they say? For uh, which which question? Uh, For the the number of uh, unarmed blacks killed by police officers. Okay, sure. Just let me uh, uh, look it up real quick. But yeah, there's no doubt whatsoever that when we asked um, about any of these questions, they were far more likely to get it wrong. Talk radio was 60%. So 60% of talk radio listeners got the correct answer, which was less than 50. Uh, Compared to CNN, it was 23%. MSNBC, 19%. Um, That gives you an illustration of of just how detached from reality a lot of these people are. And it's not just on, on police shootings. It's on the national debt. It's on every kind. It's it's on virtually every question that we ask. When we asked about the national debt, for example, um, we sixty nine percent of CBS viewers and sixty five. This is just an example. Sixty five percent of NBC viewers and sixty nine percent of CBS viewers said that the national debt was much lower than it actually was. Uh, and about thirty percent of CNN and thirty two percent of CBS viewers said the national debt was five trillion dollars or less. Oh my gosh! The, oh my gosh! The, the national debt we, was five trillion dollars. <laughs> was in 1995. Five trillion dollars. How could it be five trillion dollars when they're talking about passing another four trillion dollar package? I mean, exactly. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> exactly. And so it's it, it on 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 climate change. Uh, about half. Of all MSNBC viewers, ABC, CBS, NBC, about half of them, in fact, more than half of them, said that they think that humanity will be humanity. All of humanity will either be extinct or nearly extinct within 100 years. And a quarter of them said that they'll be extinct within 50 years because of climate change. So 75, wait, wait. So 75% of MSNBC viewers think that within the next 50 to 100 years, we'll all be dead? Half. Half. And because half of the people who said within 100 years said within 50 years. So it's okay, okay, okay. 50% so of all the viewers, 50%. 25% said less than 50. Right. So 50%. What are the, what's the I other mean, 50? What's the other 50% say? Uh, most of the other 50% said that it will happen, but it will just take more than a hundred years. Okay. All right. So we're dead either. We're dead either way. We're we're eventually going to die from climate change was the overall. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But but if you believe, but if you really believe that we're going to go, the whole human race is going to go extinct within a hundred years. That means that, that a majority of people watching these networks believe that they're their grandchildren will die from climate change. That's what it, that's what it means. I mean, that is totally insane, but that's the message that they're getting from the press. So this isn't just about opinions. We all know that the people who are watching these networks are going to have liberal opinions. This is about them not even having, how, how can you form a good opinion when you don't have even the basic information about these topics, right? And if you're watching those networks, you are not getting even the basic facts right about any of these topics. 
We know that to be true. We, we absolutely know that to be true. In our own lives, we've all met somebody who is a liberal, and if you, if you get the opportunity to talk to them about the news, oh, I, no, I don't know anything about that. They say that all the time. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't say, where'd you get that? You know, thinking that you're going to get that from, and, and usually it's like uh, the New York Times even printed that. Uh, they just don't, they don't, they're not impacted because even if their source does do the story, it does it once and they're drilling down on everything else. Did you ask any, um, ask any political questions uh, about Trump or Biden or anything about socialism? We, we did ask about Biden's approval rating, and uh, it was actually kind of, it was interesting. As you would expect, the, the conservative media outlets did not have a particular, people who watch those outlets do not have a particularly fond view of Joe Biden. Uh, less than 20% approval a- across the board for those people. Usually it was even less than that. Um, but for CNN, and it was actually much lower than I thought, and ABC, CBS as well. Uh, the average a- a CNN viewer strongly strong approval for Biden was 57 percent, which is mm. not super high. Uh, ABC was 45 percent. CBS was 48 percent. If you add in somewhat approved, those numbers go up to the 70s or so, depending on the network that you're looking at. Um, MSNBC was far and away Biden's network, 90 uh, percent approved and to some degree, and 70% had strong approval. Um, but wow. it's not as much uh, as you would expect, without any doubt at all. I mean, certainly the average Fox News viewer or the average Blaze viewer or something would have a much higher opinion of, of Donald Trump when if you're looking at similar polls that have been done in the past um, than liberal viewers of these networks have of of joe biden right now so he's not off to a very good start Mm. your big takeaway from this uh i think one of the biggest takeaways beyond just the fact that people who are watching these networks are just just not getting the truth and so they shouldn't watch them uh is that one of the most stunning things about this whole poll is that a a significant proportion of people who say that they watch uh, these liberal outlets don't believe that the liberal outlets are liberal. Uh, They actually think that most of the news that they're getting is either somewhat conservative or mostly conservative. Uh, That's more than CNN viewers um, and more than half of MSNBC viewers, for example, in fact, more than 60% said that they think that most of the news that they get is somewhat conservative or mostly conservative. So they have no idea that the news that they're watching is actually incredibly liberal news. They've never met a conservative. If they think that, the, how, do they, how do they know that conservatives despise uh, CNN and all these other outlets and, and think that they are full of nothing but leftist propaganda? How do they square that circle? Do they I have just absolutely not? Absolutely no idea. I mean, it is a bizarre world we're living in. It really, truly is. All right, Justin, hang on just a sec. I've got a couple of other questions, kind of going on the Great Reset. When we come back in one minute, American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
how's your financial house holding up these days? You enjoying the transitory inflation that is totally temporary? I mean, absolutely, definitely. Don't be worried about it. I mean, <laughs> you'd be crazy if you worried about transitory hyperinflation. Um, what are you doing in response to that possibility? I mean, something that Bank of America said in the best case scenario, we're looking at transitory hyperinflation. One of the things you should be doing is giving the consultants over at American Financing a call. If you think you're in the best position you can be in, doesn't hurt just to give them a call. Make sure whether it's refinancing into a new mortgage at a lower rate while not resetting your loan or maybe helping you consolidate some heavier percentage uh, debts into something more manageable. American Financing can save you a ton of money every single month. Now is the time to call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. So, Justin, you you and I have been working on a book on the Great Reset, and, uh, you know, I've looked at it recently, and they're doing the same thing they did with, uh, uh, what was the, uh, what was the school thing that we all fought against recently, the, uh, Comic the, the new, yeah, Common Core. Core. They're doing the same kind of thing that they did with Common Core. First, they say it's not true. Uh, then they start to hedge around it. Uh, then they'll come out and go, okay, it is true, but we're not going to do it. And then they just change the name. Uh, there's a lot of things going on right now where they are, uh, they're traveling down that road, but they are telling us now that they're going to do it anyway. For instance, Tennessee, they moved to ban critical race theory, but the educators are saying we're going to we're going to break the law or we're going to deny that CRT was ever in our schools. Well, what's happening to us where people are willing to come out and say I don't care what the people say. I'm doing it anyway. Right. I think the if you're going to sum up sort of the essence of the great reset movement really across the board, whether it's a, a teacher who supports this, these kinds of ideas generally, or, you know, corporate leaders at big multinational banks and, and other things. It's that there's this sense that it really doesn't matter what people want because they don't know what's good for them. And we, the, the sort of technocrats of society, the elites in society, we know what's best. And we will guide these people, whether they like it or not, whether they want it or not. And we're just going to go through with it regardless. And in this case, even regardless of what the laws say. And because they know that, frankly, the mob is on their side and because they know that the elite institutions, not just of America, but of the entire world are on their side. And because they know that the White House is on their side and therefore all the federal agencies are on their side. I think they're going to become increasingly more brazen about these kinds of attempts because the cat is out of the bag. I mean, we know what's going on. And you've been talking about this now for almost a year. We know what's happening. It's, it's, and people are starting to learn about it 
all the time. So they're not going to be able to hide it. But what they're going to do is, is exactly what you just said. They're going to say, yeah, it's, it's, you know what? It is happening, but it's for the best. And we're going to do it anyway because we got to save the planet or we got to fix income inequality or we got to stop racism or whatever it is. The ends always justify the means. And that's, that's what this whole movement, it's the essence of this whole movement is that these people can control society better than you can manage your own life as an individual person. Which explains another story that is out today about how Apple has been working with the Chinese government and they are censoring and surveilling Chinese citizens and giving all of that information over to China. The ends justify the means. Thanks so much, Justin. I appreciate it. Uh, you can, Thanks, uh, of course, you bet. You can find uh, all of this information on that latest survey at the Heartland Institute. He's the editorial director there. The Heartland Institute. You can find it at heartland.org. Heartland.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash Beck and join right now. First and foremost is AMAC's advocacy for conservatives, for our values and our principles. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, has participated in over a thousand personal meetings with congressional leaders, ensuring that your voice is heard on issues like freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, religious freedom. AMAC is pushing against ultra-liberal legislation that the left is trying to ram through Congress, and they make it easy for members to get involved. In fact, over a quarter million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. And believe me, Congress is hearing AMAC's voice, and it grows stronger every time somebody joins. Second, AMAC provides members exceptional benefits, things like insurance products, travel discounts, and so much more. And third, it's a source of uncensored information you can trust. So join now, AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Steven Crowder, Mark Levin, Pat Gray, Glenn Beck, Stu Does America, and more at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hey, yo, let me talk about Governor Cuomo for a second. You know what I'm saying? So it seems to be a problem. People are saying, hey, Governor Cuomo, he got paid $5.12 million for a book that only sold 50,000 copies. What? That uh, means that they had to pay... About a hundred dollars a copy, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So what's what's the problem there? Five point one million dollars. I asked for six point nine. They ripped me off. Six point nine. They negotiate down to five point one. That's like four and a half trillion dollars difference. So <laughs> I didn't get anything. You know what I'm saying? I was smoked and ripped off. And by the way, you say. Simon and Schuster should know better than that. Ah, these are the people that printed the Hillary Clinton book. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Ah.
<laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Five point one two billion dollars. No, oh, sorry, million. million dollars. Million dollars. I forget sometimes. You know, you don't think a million's not that much anymore. Um, five point one million dollars uh, for his book. There is no way. No way. Unless it's like a <sighs> Michelle Obama book. There's. There's no way they're ever going to make that back. Yeah, no way. Remember, his last book sold like legitimately like 4,000 copies. It was like no one was buying it. So you, re, you sign Andrew Cuomo and you give him $5 million for a book that... I, look, 50,000 copies, we can all laugh at it, right? But for Andrew Cuomo, that is a miracle. A it miracle is. he sold 50,000 copies of a book. That's... I'm not sure everybody bought that book, though. I, I just, yeah. I, you know, it just, I, I, I've, I've written a few books, okay? I've written a few books. Mm-hmm. The, I, I will tell you that every book agent in the world knows that the days of advances or bonuses being paid, big bonuses, those days are long gone. Because people, you know, it wasn't unheard of to get a $5 million bonus you know, for a couple of book deal or something like that, when you sign on back in the days where people were selling 5 million books, you can make that money easily when you're selling one, two, five million books. The average thriller now, which are the best selling books, they sell like 500,000 copies. You're not making five, five million dollars from 500,000 uh, uh, copies. You're just not, not that. Not that you could share with anybody. I mean, the, the, the Simon and Schuster, they'll take at least half of everything just for production. What? Come on. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is so, from a, a new Re- the New Republic on this today. Uh, the headline of the story. Why would anyone pay Andrew Cuomo four million dollars for a book? Now, he's actually getting five. We, we think um, five point one two. Seven years ago, on the eve of being elected to a second term as governor, Andrew Cuomo completed a rite of passage familiar to all presidential aspirants. He published a memoir, memoir, All Things Possible. It is overlong at more than 550 pages. Good God almighty. Uh, Cliché written and hopelessly dull, which is to say standard issue uh, political tome. Cuomo was paid more than $700,000 by HarperCollins, and the book had an announced initial print of $200,000. But five months later, it was after it was published, it had sold just over 3,000 copies in hardcover and 13 audiobooks. Oh, my gosh. 13 total audiobooks in a I year. Mean, and they paid him $5 million me, dollars for his next book. If that were me, I, I mean, I think I would have bought an extra 13 audiobooks just so it wouldn't be 13 <laughs> just to say you know 26 I mean? audiobooks just, yeah 26 <laughs> sounds a lot better than 13 <laughs> I, mean, I mean you have to heavens. assume someone in his family bought one right i mean how- so 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 let me mm, okay so let me let me ask you this Stu. sincerely money laundering yeah, like there's this thing that goes on, and I'm sure you're very well aware of all, uh, in, you know, very nuanced sports stories that are tied to the NCAA. But there's, you know, you can't pay oh, college yeah. athletes, right? You can't pay mm-hmm. them. Yeah, they're 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 quote unquote amateurs, and mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes 
these just really talented athletes luck in to jobs at like local car washes where they make $175 an hour. Hey, that's what we pay all of uh well we pay him. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what we that's the going rate for him. Right. What? He doesn't have to show up. He's a hard working kid. Yeah, I haven't seen him once at the car wash, but He's due a raise, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And just happens to be a very wealthy alumni who owns that car wash. And it's just a bunch of really crazy... It's a total coincidence. (laughs) What are you talking about? Right. I didn't even know. I didn't even... He says, I I, I go to that school. I say, I used to go to that school. What are the odds? (laughs) Right. Don't answer that question. It is tempting to say... That it's Mm -hmm. money laundering because it looks like money laundering. Now, I don't know exactly how that would work, but I will say this. It's one thing to say like, okay, Andrew Cuomo released a book and it failed. We are all very familiar with that storyline. We're familiar with anything in Cuomo's life that's a failure because that's what he's, you know, he's a constant failure. That's his life. But this is something that could not succeed. This is not something that just oh they took a shot at Cuomo and they were like oh man uh, we we Stu, you know, Hillary Clinton's Stu, book right like, take- we all made fun of it could have succeeded right she is a major political she's a major public figure she may have been elected president right she be barely lost a presidential election so she, so, she it, so, so, maybe it could have made it some of its money back there's no chance Why? for Cuomo. Why is it that these deals only happen to liberal politicians? I mean, think about think think about it. Eh? How come it's only liberal politicians that get these deals? Hmm. There's no conservative that's getting a deal like that. They won't even they won't even give a conservative a book deal. It's liberal politicians that get these astronomical, gigantic signing bonuses in a world where there are no signing bonuses anymore. And they all have a record of being dismal failures. And nobody on the board of directors at Simon & Schuster is going, well, what's going on here? That doesn't seem like a good business deal. And it's not the first time. It seems to happen every time we sign a liberal politician. Hmm. What's happening here? Nobody's accountable for that money. In the free market, nobody's accountable for that money. I mean, trying to come up with any other reason as to why this happened. He was very, he did go through a a phase where the media adored him and constantly praised him and said he was the America's governor for a couple of weeks. He sold 13 audiobooks. 13 audiobooks. There's no way to get to it. I mean, because you'd have to sell what? I mean, really, to make it even close to worth it, a million books? You know, and no one sells them. I mean, not no one, but barely Very anyone. Rarely. This is not Very the days rarely. of like, you know, the mid 90s where you could rip off multi-million dollar bestsellers from pretty much anybody who's famous. Like this is no one reads books anymore. Not to mention, Glenn, I will say this also occurred during a pandemic where the, none of the stores were open. So like any sales you might get of people walking around and walking into a bookstore didn't even occur. I mean, it's it's at least the single worst business move in American history. That much, that is the absolute best reading of this. But I worse, can worse I can than, name worse than Blockbuster refusing to purchase Netflix. <laughs> is this this is this is? I mean, you want to talk well beyond new Coke? 
Uh, we yeah. are we are way down in the doldrums of business history. This is, here. But that's see, but see, that, that's what's so interesting about this. Blockbuster went out of business, okay? mm-hmm. so they paid for that. New Coke paid through the nose for that. Simon and Schuster just doesn't seem to be bothered by it. They just keep making these deals, losing millions of dollars, and no one questions it. Look, I think you can look at the whole book industry and say that uh, things are not going well. So, I mean, you can argue there's right. been plenty of punishments for some of these bad deals. Uh, but uh, this one's inexplicable, mm. Glenn. I mean, I, I, I can't. Stu, do you know of a place that, do, do you think Apple, uh, somebody goes, you know what? I think we need to make Apple 8-track tapes. And he puts $5 million into it and it sells 13. <laughs> Do you think that guy is even listened to? <laughs> Not even listened to, let alone the next time, give him $10 million. Right. I mean, the 700, a rock idea. A $700,000 bonus is a terrible move for Andrew, to give to Andrew Cuomo. And it failed so horribly. You'd think the next book, he'd get yeah. a $0 bonus, right? That was the right, right number. We'll and, publish the book, and then we'll split the proceeds. Right. Absolute best case scenario for Andrew Cuomo. Even yep. publishing his book, I think, is is questionable when you talk about the oh, fact that he only too. sold 3,500 copies. But, yeah, I do okay. Too. I mean, someone had to read that audiobook. Was it Cuomo? Did he actually stay, sit in a studio so he could sell 13 books? I mean, I don't know. But it is. Uh, you, I'll bet you. I'll bet you that. <laughs> That the guy halfway through the audiobook, maybe even for halfway through the first chapter, just went la 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 nobody's listening. Chapter four. Because they do have professionals who read these books, the professional audiobook readers. But I mean, wouldn't it be just confusing for the person to say over and over again in the middle of me good leader <laughs> i'm so good i just ripped simon and schuster up for 5.12 million dollars learn how to do it buy my book yeah because and we're focusing on the wrong part of the story by the way we should we should we should center ourselves Simon and Schuster making a dumb business move. I mean, look, they signed you to a contract. So they're known for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but, I sold millions you know, of books. <laughs> your book, your <laughs> deal looks a hell of a lot better than the Cuomo one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, you've sold plenty of books. But uh, in, in all seriousness, people asked over and over again, why would Andrew Cuomo, why, not how, but why would he hide these numbers in the nursing homes? Because he knew eventually they were going to come out. There's no doubt about that. It was just a matter of time. And we said over and over again, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. Eventually, the numbers came out. And since then, his career has cratered. Why did he lie about it? Why did he have multiple staffers f- going through scientific reports and deleting numbers? Why did he do that? $5.12 million is why he did it. He literally went through and took people's lives, lied about them, lied about their deaths, lied about why they died, lied about why his policies killed them to maintain $5.12 million. That's what happened. That's why this is a really important story. And, of course, the media is still sitting around waiting for the results of this uh, sexual harassment uh, report, which is important. But 
there is way more than enough to say not only did Simon Schuster sign a bad deal, this is borderline criminal activity. I don't know. I'm not a legal expert in the state of New York, but how this isn't, if this isn't a crime, it certainly should be. It certainly should be. You're exactly right. Thank you, Stu. Um, Hustler Turf, one of the largest manufacturers of zero-turn lawnmowers in the world. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Relief Factor. Oh, good. I want to talk to you about Relief Factor. I ran out of Relief Factor this weekend. Holy cow. It's much worse. It's much worse. When you, when you have pain, uh, try Relief Factor. Please just try it. Uh, you know, I, I haven't stopped taking it. Uh, because I've been out in I don't know how long, ran out late last week, haven't gotten another pack yet, and I am just in so much pain. Uh, Anne lives in Oklahoma. She used to suffer from pain in her shoulders so severe that literally for five years of her life, she had to sleep sitting in a chair with pillows stuffed behind her. Her shoulders would swell during the day, hurt in the evening. By night, they'd just go numb. I mean, that's no way to live. She was starting to believe that that's just the way she's going to live the rest of her life. Then she heard me talking on this program about relief factor. She was skeptical for a long time. And by a long time, I mean two years, two years. Come on, Anne. Two years? You didn't trust me on this? Well, she eventually tried it. And guess who sleeps on her back now? Pain-free. Anne. Anne got her life back. You can, too. I got my life back. You can, too. Trust me, when it works, though, don't stop taking it because you'll realize, oh, my gosh. Oh, it, it was getting rid of all of that. I remember now. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start now for nineteen ninety-five. Call 800-583-84, It's relieffactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk of Dr. Fauci and not making any sense and, uh, and you know, being untrustworthy. And there's also been a lot of talk of UFOs. Is there a chance that Dr. Fauci is the first in the landing party? I mean, that's obviously ridiculous. There's no, no higher than an 80% chance that's true. <laughs> no higher. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be relieved, though? Yeah. Really? The the world would make sense. You'd be like, oh, they've been aliens the whole time. Mm, that would make now sense. Now it all comes together. <laughs> I get it now. Isn't it weird that, oh. that these things are just not stories? Uh, I mean, 60 Minutes the did alien cover things? it. Yeah, 60 Minutes covered this and showed multiple videos of UFOs. And they the the government is basically admitting they have no idea what they are. I was talking to Jordan Peterson, a very smart guy. And I said, what do you think is up with the UFO thing and the Pentagon coming out? What 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 is happening with that? He's like, UFOs? What are you talking about? Hello, for the last two years, the Pentagon's been ringing every bell. We're being watched. We're being watched. And nobody seems to care. It's the most... In a time of bizarre things, it's possibly the most bizarre that nobody seems to care about this. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night, Blaze TV, and tomorrow back here on the radio. This is the Glenn Beck Program.